0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Break the State Podcast, Episode 2. This is going to be part one of my discussion with a longtime friend of mine, Jay, the owner and founder of Anti-State Apparel, as well as his good buddy, Ryan, aka Or Else What, on Instagram. All of their links will be in the description. I really enjoyed talking to these guys and look forward to having them back on the podcast very soon. So without further ado, here's Break the State Podcast Episode 2. All right, this is Break the State podcast, episode 2. I am joined today with Anti State uh, from Instagram. He is the memetic engineer formerly known as Babylon Step Back. Um, that is Jay, the owner of the owner and founder of uh, Anti State Apparel. You can find him at antistate.net. That's a n t i s t a t e.net. And also from Instagram, we are joined by at underscore or underscore else underscore what. (laughs) Um, Best known for being an insufferable smartass in the comments. His words, not mine. And of course, um, as always, you are joined by myself, Dunk Limpman. So what's up, guys? How's it going? Yo, what's going on, Dunk? Not too much. Have a nice little relaxing evening. So uh if you guys can quickly introduce yourselves so everybody knows uh whose voice is whose.
1: I'm Jay from Anti-State, and uh you're gonna
2: probably be hearing my voice a little bit. <laughs> I have no doubt they'll be hearing your voice, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I am Ryan, uh, I'm the guy who runs, uh, or else what, <laughs> and uh, as you just said, Dunk is generally an insufferable ass in the comments, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I have a good time with it.
0: Excellent, excellent. So, I wanted to start today just uh, getting like a brief intro um, from you guys, kind of see what brought you to the liberty movement, quote unquote. Um you know whether you call yourself anarchist, voluntarist, whatever the case may be um just kind of get a breakdown of that from you guys maybe um jay i know you were uh you served in the uh, army is it yeah yeah so i imagine that probably had some you know kind of effect on your your awakening or what have you so can you tell us uh you know what brought you to this point
1: well it's kind of been a long road uh a lot of these principles and values i was simply raised with. Uh, My dad is a hyper conservative. And I think a lot of the principles that he raised me with are very much the foundation of my my current views now. And if you ask me to slap a label on it or describe it in any way, shape or form, I would be incredibly hesitant because I don't necessarily believe that labeling it with an ideology is necessarily the point that we're at right now. There's ideas and concepts that transcend those labels that people need to understand and that need to get across to folks before we can actually move towards anything, any semblance of a stateless society. So as far as like what brought me here, yes, some lifelong experiences, but definitely I would credit the way that I was raised with getting me to where i'm at right now
0: okay yeah that's uh that's a little different most people um i would say that are you know kind of part of this movement they typically have some great awakening you know whether it be a documentary or you know some um experience that they've had uh with the police or what have you um yeah so ryan what about you
2: uh so yeah um as far as the labels go, um, definitely with Jay on it, like I wouldn't necessarily just pin it on one specific term. Um, definitely can identify with like some voluntarist stuff and definitely anarchist mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, I just believe in the sovereignty of the individual mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they mm-hmm. were born that way and I think definitely. it's for people to give it up. Uh, so I'm not trying to give it up myself and I like encouraging others to do the same. Uh, any other labels that want to get slapped onto it, i cool with as long as uh they're not hurting anybody um as far as what brought me to the whole like liberty movement and everything like that uh, a lot of it was how i was raised same as jay was saying um Mm -hmm. my parents were great people i was lucky enough to be raised with both my parents always around and supportive and uh always teaching me to uh be kind of a good person and uh, i think that translates really well into the ideas that i try to spread um and then obviously along the way, I did have my negative experiences with uh the police forces and whatnot that uh reinforced my position that I don't really think the state system is the way to be doing things.
0: Right. Yeah, um man, that's crazy. So I actually didn't really uh talk about um much of this stuff uh in my first podcast. I kind of I wanted to get into it as an introduction, but um you know, for me, I um I never really grew up uh, learning anything about politics. For the most part, I think my family was mostly conservative, but I mean, honestly, they uh they didn't talk about politics a whole lot with me. Um, so really, what it was was uh my uncle. Um, he got me he caught me watching some uh Illuminati conspiracy uh, videos about like uh you know the Illuminati killed Pimp C and all this uh, stuff like that, and so. <laughs> He's like, man, if you really want to learn about that, um, you know, you gotta you gotta watch this uh documentary called um God, what was it? Uh, esoteric Agenda. I don't know if you guys ever watched that one.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely remember that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that one.
1: the Esoteric Agenda, I think I came across that off of uh 21st Century Wire back when it when it came out, and it was definitely an attention grabber for sure. But, Ryan, it's definitely not anything you don't already know about, bro.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
2: Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I wouldn't say it's necessarily, like, um, per se, a liberty. Like, it's more of just the conspiracy theory, you know, talking about um, the elites going back to, you know, the Illuminati and and uh, how they've controlled everything, you know, pretty much forever. <laughs> um, religion gotcha. and all of that good stuff. So,
2: Yes, gotcha.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I so don't we were... know.
2: I don't know
1: anything about that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you get, about get sometime, to... Jay. Oh no, there's <laughs> just
1: like, there's like 11,000 posts on Babylon Back somewhere that are archived. <laughs> I was digging through those the other day and I was just kind of like, wow, these, some of these topics are things that I, I need to delve back into.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I think, um, you know, I, I've gotten more caught up in just the day-to-day kind of aspect of, you know, whatever whatever you want to call it, libertarian and uh, anarchism or what have you. Um, just dealing with people talking about, you know, um, there are different ideas based, you know, socialism or communism or republicanism or what have you. Um, so
1: what happened with the conspiracies, though? Like, at what point did you have some realization that was like, oh, okay, so evidence to the contrary is kind of it's not overwhelming at all there's got to be some sort of solution to this like did you have like a realization that liberty and freedom and and individual sovereignty was something that was a solution to these things that you were kind of exposed to
0: so (laughs) um, i'm gonna say a bad name and it's uh, alex jones (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> so,
1: <laughs>
0: dude i'll tell you
1: what no seriously alex jones the guy's been warning me about the police state since 1999 like um i was there i was listening Truth. pre-y2k stuff like the guy was boom and look what we have today bro like we couldn't even have possibly imagined the things that he was warning us about and then you know on the heels of 9-11 and everything that came along with that um it's like word for word what the dude was talking about. Mm -hmm. So now you look at him and you're listening to a lot of his stuff and you're like, how is this guy like not dead from boot polish exposure at this point? Because he's completely and totally flipped the script. And uh, I can't even, I can't even like bother. Like I haven't been to Infowars any in years just simply because of the way that the script changed. But it's interesting to me. How that happened?
0: Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know what the deal is with that. I, I think a lot of it has to do with Trump. Um, I don't know what it was about Trump that just got Alex Jones uh, gave him a hard on. I guess um, I stopped listening to him. I think I want to say in like 2015 um, when he just really started basically. Oh, shit. Yeah, he when he hopped on the Trump train. <laughs> yeah, I mean he was basically blowing Trump every chance he got. So I'm just like, no. <laughs> That's that's okay. I, I thought this was a libertarian show. No, no, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> it
1: did. It that's it well. took a it took a hard swing uh, to cater towards the conservatives. And I actually have a really good friend of mine right now that uh, him and I see eye to eye on a whole lot of stuff. But he's created this entire Instagram account where he is essentially doing nothing but marketing towards conservatives. And it's like one red pill after the other. And the guy's got all these people that are coming to check out his stuff. And then like, occasionally slipping in stuff about the puppeteers. And it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty interesting to watch it unfold. A lot of it's very cringeworthy because the people that he's appealing to <laughs> kind of very he much got, like the, you gotta throw the chum out there first to get <laughs> him to come in.
0: I was going to pull an Alex Jones in a different direction. <laughs> Dude, I, I,
1: I hope so. He would be somebody that I would trust to do that. But you know, with, with, with AJ, I think the thing that's kind of rather obvious is that, if somebody hadn't gotten to that dude over the years, he wouldn't still be around.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's definitely there's definitely something going on behind the scenes with that. I, I, there's got to be. I mean, like you said. I mean, if you look at uh, what is it, Bill Cooper? You know, <laughs> yeah. he definitely would have suffered the same fate if he uh if he wasn't uh, you know, like I said, blowing Trump every chance he gets. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but basically, um, basically, I just listened to a lot of Alex Jones, and I think it was actually Adam Kokesh. He had uh, Adam Kokesh on one of his episodes, and I was like, I like this cat. He's, uh, you know, I like the way I like the things that he's talking about, and so I clicked over to uh, Adam versus the Man and started listening to him. And it took me a while to really get from this kind of like kind of right leaning libertarian kind of view, kind of conservative to. you know, from Alex Jones and then, uh, just a lot of people on Instagram in combination with, uh, with Adam, Adam versus the man. And that's really what brought me to like, you know, anarchism or anarcho capitalism or, you know, whichever term you want to throw at it. Like you said, it's not really about the terms, but just that kind of a uh, belief in self-ownership and all of that. So, yeah, I, I, um, I think, um, I think Adam, Adam Kokesh and Alex Jones, you know, for being the biggest influences on, uh, on where I'm at today. And then, you know, from, from there, it's just a lot of different people that I spoke with on Instagram. Um, you know, back in the day when I had my first, uh, Instagram, uh, page at kill your TV. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. That's right. Yeah. So that's where, that's where I met you. Uh, yeah. been, been on it ever since What's it been then- like about six years now.
1: Yeah, at least. Well, yeah, that, that had to have been like, oh, he bailed on us. He bailed on (laughs) us like leading up to 2016 election. Like, I I don't, I'm not going to push you too hard on that or anything because we've, we've (laughs) kept it going and it's certainly grown. Like what, and that would be one thing that I would be very curious to ask you is, you know, you took a step back from politogram, you know what I mean? And you come back and it is something totally different now. Like things have changed significantly, like everything, like even the content that I'm posting, but then like, even just like what you're seeing that takes off and gets popular. What are your thoughts about how it was when you left and Mm -hmm. what you're coming back to?
0: So part of the reason I left, um, so just get this out of the way. I was just having a lot of personal, you know, things, of course, family and all of that. And man, I, I really, um, I dove deep into the Instagram. I was on it all day long arguing with people, um, mostly right wingers. Uh, you know, there's a lot of these neo fascist guys that, you know, build the wall type folks that, were kind of masquerading as as liberty activists (laughs) um and so i really i really got tired uh i just got tired of dealing with these fucking bootlickers all the time um on my page and and you know spending hours and hours on end just debating with these people um so yeah I, i left at that time you know i was like looking at these guys i'm like the liberty movement is taking this hard right kind of fascist turn and i i guess it was really just the people that i was associating with on instagram Uh, it's not really the movement as a whole per se you Um,
1: exited upon the growth of the the presence of the neo-reactionaries who were all like oh yeah we gotta go vote trump
0: and i'm like trump's gonna be the most libertarian choice and all of this yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah, a, exactly.
2: you want free markets <laughs> you,
1: you know what you know what meme you made back in the day that i'll always remember and it was i think it was like after <laughs> i think it was right after raspy rawls went to jail or something like that you yep. made you made a meme in your work boots standing mm-hmm. on a u.s flag
0: yeah yeah, I uh, I definitely got a couple of death threats for that. <laughs> um you know Bro, uh,
1: you rustled so many Jimmies. Oh my god. Yeah,
0: Lord. <laughs> that one that one made the rounds. Um that one got reposted a lot. Um, so that also I think had a little bit of it uh, to do with it as well. I'm just like ah, I'm gonna I'm gonna duck out, you know, I'm gonna kinda lay low for a little bit. I pissed <laughs> a lot of people off with that one. Um but it was it was during the whole like the I want to say it was, you know, really when Black Lives Matter was mm-hmm. really starting to, you know, edge up and um, take on, you know, what it is now. And so uh, that that was the whole flag stomping thing. And that really, really, it was just to piss off the, the right wingers. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it um, was. Was you were
2: thing? you were doing your Fisher troll trolling there. The, yeah, uh, that's what and, I was about to say. Is it's it's kind of fair to back off when you know you got a bunch of right wingers pissed off at you. Like it's not like when you pissed off a bunch of left wingers that you know <laughs> aren't gonna put in the effort <laughs> to find you, and even if they did, they're not gonna fight you. Like these were right. angry, violent people that you actually pissed off. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: For it sure. is I mean, it's the difference between, you know, stepping on a, an anthill and, and kicking a hornet's nest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> So, um, you know, so now kind of to get back to your question, I mean, the, the community, at least what I've kind of stepped into now, I mean, I really just kind of, you know, follow some people that have followed me and, you know, kind of interact and um, definitely I, I do not get that same sense of this like, you know, fascist um, kind of sect of the liberty movement uh, the same way that I did before. I think they've kind of taken off into their own little thing and they're not they're not trying to masquerade Mm -hmm. as anarchists and libertarians anymore. The way that they used to, they're, you know, they're calling themselves what they are, which is (sighs) fascist, white supremacist, whatever the fuck, you know, label that they want to throw on themselves. Um, so yeah, I mean the, the community that I'm in now, you know, on, on Instagram is definitely, uh, a lot less toxic, (laughs) I guess you could (laughs) say. And, um, really what I get inundated with now is the, uh, the socialists and the commies, uh, coming into my page, um, bitching about me you know the fact that I'd, i'm against taxation and all of this and you know i just want poor people to, to starve and i you know i don't care about people and all of this so that's kind of what i've been battling now <laughs> ryan you bro. know
2: all about that bro <laughs> oh absolutely uh i spend a lot of time arguing with those people uh, and i have a pretty good time doing it most of the time <laughs> you sure do you sure do <laughs>
0: Yeah. I've I've had to, I've had to step back a few times. Cause I'm like, I'm going to fall back into this uh, habit of just being on here all day long, talking to people because, um, you know, they, they want, they want their, their answers, uh, excuse me, their questions answered. And so I've had a couple of different people that'll, uh, you know, comment back three days later, like, Oh, you haven't responded to my comment. I'm like, bro, <laughs> like I got, you know, I got other shit to do. I can't just respond to every single comment that you put on my page. Um, got a family, but, um,
2: you should ask them if their taxes can be used to pay your bills so that you can just sit there. To, uh, answer Instagram. <laughs> Jokes on you fucker. They're not paying
1: taxes. Yeah, <laughs> I right.
0: myself. <laughs> yeah. So, so getting into that work or starve, that has been a huge, <laughs> a huge thing, Ryan. I know you have uh, been, been uh, battling, battling it out with me in the comments with, you know, some of these people, what is uh you know what's your response when somebody says um you know we we talk about taxation and taxation is theft and you know we should be able to have the free markets um provide all of these services you know competition and all of this and somebody says so you basically just want people to starve it's either work or starve and uh so what's your response to those people
2: uh well i as far as the workers starve part goes, uh, I'd like to stress the fact that it was, that's not a capitalist invention. Uh, that's kind of how reality works. Um, I can't Mm -hmm. imagine any species on the planet, having that mentality like can you imagine a squirrel being like "If i don't collect acorns i starve through the winter and i die like this is so unfair other squirrels should gather nuts for me like no squirrel like thinks that way like that's insane and you can apply it to any other creature that walks on this planet or even grows on this planet like they understand that unless you do what you need to do for yourself to survive like you die um, so I always think it's comical when they bring up the but capitalism forces me to work or starve. And I said, no, it doesn't. Uh, that's reality <laughs> that's making you do that. <laughs> um, and no economic system is gonna free you from that. Uh, that meme that I put out this morning. I actually kind of po- poked some fun at that that so is uh, Karl Marx's famous line is, you know, the, the workers of the world need to unite. He says the workers, like he doesn't say the the people who sit on their ass and scream the word privileged, like they don't need to unite. He said the workers. So like even he understood that you need to work or you're going to starve. So like it's always funny to me, but they'll continue to scream it, I'm sure, for a good while now. Um, And I'll continue to straighten them out every chance that I get.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's that's funny. I was actually gonna bring that up. That um, workers of the world unite. I I didn't uh, I didn't realize that you had posted that this morning. I kind of caught a glimpse of it and had that in the yeah. back of my mind all day. So that's funny that you posted that. Uh, it makes sense, of course. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought you specifically asked about that because he posted that meme this morning.
0: Yeah, I figured no, it's, as
1: well.
2: That's crazy that that was uh, some, like, <laughs> planting the seeds. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's been on my mind. That's kind of one thing that I wanted to touch on with this. Is j- I guess just because all of the wars that I've seen uh, Ryan getting in in my in my Instagram comments <laughs> are always they always devolve to worker star for whatever reason. <laughs>
2: yeah, so always say, like for the last two three weeks, like that's been their go to line. I don't yeah. know where like the leftist propaganda like mill comes from, but clearly they were told that's the line for this month.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is. I've, I've been flooded just with the, the, the left-wing um, people. I think it, I think a lot of it has to do with the hashtags that I use. Um, some things just end up randomly going viral and I get like 6,000 likes. I'm like, where the hell did this come from? But, uh, it gets a lot of people following me and kind of, uh, you know, I hope that I can plant little seeds here and there. And, um, you know, I've had, I've had, I've had little breakthroughs with a couple of people. um, I'll, you know, sometimes I'll take the time to, to DM somebody and say, Hey, you know, if you really want to know more about this, like, you know, check out my page, I'll send you some links to some different videos and, you know, take, take the time to actually listen to what I'm saying and don't just, you know, react, um, with your talking points, you know? So I, I've had a few breakthroughs, uh, here and there, you know, I, some people,
1: I think that that's, that's one of the, uh, the wonderful things about, t- about not touting some sort of label. Um, mm-hmm is because Mm -hmm. it really kind of gives you more of an opportunity to communicate with the person that seems to have some sort of issue with this very morally consistent position that you hold. And as you can, you know, kind of engage with them via the Socratic method and kind of hear their objections, you can assess those objections and then identify what's the best way to overcome them or to give them the information that they're missing for what it, what it is that they don't understand. And that's typically what I run into most often is people are educated. <clears throat> people are <laughs> 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 sorry, sales coming through. Um, people have limited education. You know, like the the public school system has been set up so that it is a form of indoctrination so that people inherently think within this very specific paradigm that we're hearing people mm-hmm. constantly and mm-hmm. frequently regurgitate. And it's in the system's best interest that people hold this perception because, I mean, quite frankly, like my belief is that this is headed towards the rise of a technocracy. And when you hear these people that have an issue with uh, you either work or you eat, um, or if you, if you don't work, (laughs) you don't eat. um, I can't help but to think of Wally and like the fat people on the spaceship who are pretty much slugs in a chair that do absolutely nothing. And, you know, computers are running everything or everything's automated or whatever. And I I almost kind of feel like everything on in a, big kind of way is being engineered to head in into that direction, because essentially what these people are wanting is only going to be achievable one other way than it is now. And I think that this is all kind of gearing up to that. So I kind of keep that in mind when I'm talking to people about it, that Mm. they are the victims of this mass indoctrination campaign to be raised to believe that they are dependent upon the government and you'll you'll see it people on the left or people on the right it doesn't doesn't matter you can go talk to your boomer dad what he thinks about uh medicaid or medicare and social security and he'll tell you all about how it's a great idea but then you talk about uh you know taking a a private institution and making it a a public works or whatever they're gonna have an issue with that and you're like hey you know where's the divide And it's just what people are willing to accept.
0: Yeah, it's funny, you know, like you said, whether you're, whether you're talking to somebody from the left or from the right, they both have their favorite socialist programs that they just can't fathom, you know, could be provided by a market. And, um, so that's one of the things that I really try to nail into people is like, you know, look, if, um, if, if Verizon, you know, kept cutting out your service every time you try to make a phone call, you are not going to hire them. You know, you are going to you are going to cut your ties with them. You are going to go to Sprint or AT and T or whatever, one of these other companies. It's the same thing with government. If the government's not providing you, you know, with the the service that you want, then you should be able to withdraw your funds and go, you know, put your money to somewhere else. But they don't have that option. You know, it's a monopoly, and that's that's one of the things that I really try to nail hard with the uh, with the people on the left they're so (laughs) no heart (laughs) right um (laughs) nice the people on the left uh you know (laughs) they um they hate the word monopoly and i'm like so do you you do understand that the government is a monopoly bro you know they they have a monopoly on policing they have a monopoly on schools they have a monopoly on roads Mm -hmm. you know i i had this conversation with the guy the other day and he's and i say so you know if without the government monopoly you know these different uh you know companies can can compete with each other and provide better service and you know one's going to go to a lower cost to try to compete and then so that you know ultimately is a win-win for you know for the people and he's like oh so so you just want these companies to make monopolies and i'm like dude like you're <laughs> <for the> <laughs>
1: let,
2: let me what i want <laughs> I always so. when I get into it, like with somebody who's like not seeing it, it's great to bring up with them, ask them how happy they are with their cable and internet provider, like and the cost associated with it, like the mm-hmm. service they provided and how much they're paying for it. Cause in most of the country, like it's a monopoly service and pretty much everybody is dissatisfied with their internet speed, with some, with their cable service cost. You know what I mean? So like. And that is a monopoly that's protected by the government. So like, how they right. can't see that they have a service that has been pseudo-government taken over and it's gotten worse and worse, why do they think that something that's entirely run from the get-go would be better than that? You know, I mean, it would be more efficient than the free market provides in so many other aspects of their life.
1: The common denominator in both scenarios and in any other scenario is and it's, you know, it's something that we all run into quite frequently is there is a complete and total absence of honest education on economics mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all across the country. Like these people are just not getting it because they were never taught this information. And I've, I've found mm-hmm. consistently that getting people to seek um, you know, more information from sources that, you know, uh disseminate things from Austrian economists, uh like Mises, for example. Um, I'm constantly encouraging them to seek information out for, you know, understanding and kind of keeping that into scope. So like what you guys are saying, it's an economics lesson. Every single time that you engage with somebody with that mindset, and no. they just there's some very pertinent information that they're missing in most of those instances,
0: yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I, I like I said, I, I get into it with people on the left and the right, and it's it's almost always the same thing. it's it's the just the statism that grows, uh, um, within them. And I, I think a lot of it, like you said, has to do with the education or the lack thereof, um, you know, from the public school. And I mean, you know, obviously I'm guilty of it as well. I grew up in, you know, in public school. So I'm, you know, a little bit retarded myself. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible at math. So, you know, that's always, that's always my excuse. I'm like, look, man, I went to public school. All (laughs) right.
2: My mom's a public school teacher. in
0: math. I apologize. Uh, I take back everything that I said about both
2: <laughs> I mean, some people just can't be helped. I understand. <laughs> I was,
1: I, you know, I was publicly educated as well. Um, and you know, so I, I get to, I, I see both sides of it. Um, now, you know, we're, we're homeschooling our children and that has been incredibly re- rewarding. Um, mm-hmm. you know, considering looking, looking at my public school experience in retrospect, but it's been really great knowing Ryan and getting to talk to him about his mom and her views and stuff like that. And then kind of get to see how things have changed over time. And it really did used to be different, you know, when oh, I was yeah. younger. So like things have just, you know, uh, things have changed so much. Um, the the entire, I mean, you think about it like 1989 versus 2019, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I wasn't born then, but <laughs> I believe it. See, yeah.
1: everything's changed for you.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Oh my god, you weren't born in 1999?
0: No, no. Um god, I'm trying to without without giving away too much information. Um <laughs> early 90s basically, early <sighs> 90s. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> god. Yeah, so I grew up on, you know, the Power Rangers and all that good stuff. <laughs> so, um, so you, you said you, you homeschool your kids. That's, um, that's actually one thing, you know, I've, I've always, unfortunately, knowing everything that I know, you know, my son, he still goes to a, to a government school. Um, and it's, it's really just the lack of, of resources, you know, like we would love to, to have him at home, um, you know, learning, but, uh, I really try to, I try to kind of sneak, you know, things in there when you, when you, I, I don't want to be too blatant. You know, where he's going to go to school and say, yeah, my dad's an anarchist. And, you know, he wants to, you know, in the government and all this, I'm going to get CPS called on me or some shit. You, but, you're um, not,
1: you know what? You're not even going to have to worry about that, man. Like, just focus on being a good dad and walk in the walk and talk in the
2: talk and you'll be good to go. I mean, that's exactly what I was about to say, too. Like, you don't have to teach him as a kid, like any of the words that we're using right now. Yeah, I mean, just right. teaching him good, solid, consistent morality is the baseline that you need to understand the concepts that we talk about in fancy words now as adults. Yes, sir.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, we, um, we just started, uh, chores. So that's a new thing that we're getting on. And, um, not so much chores, but, uh, I give him the opportunity. If he wants to earn some money, he can, you know, do the dishes or take out the trash or what have you. And it's treated like it, kind of like a job, you know, he knows that if he does X amount of things, he'll, you know, earn some money to go buy a new action figure or what have you. So kind of trying to instill that into him right now, that's, uh, our current task. But, um, you know, he, he's definitely, he's definitely uh, smarter than, than, uh, you know, I give him credit for sometimes he, he comes at me with some ideas, you know, he asks me like, um you know about cops giving tickets uh was one specific uh you know question he had is like you know what why do the cops pull you over and i was like well a lot of the times it's usually because you're speeding or or what have you and he's like well why do they get to say how fast you can go i'm like that's a good question buddy (laughs) you know (laughs) that's 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 a a great great question question. (laughs) so you know i i think a lot of it has to do too is uh poor kid has to listen to me listening to a free talk live and uh, the Joe Rogan podcast and shit all the time. So he, he gets a lot of, uh, a lot of different voices. Um, not a lot of music when it's just he and I in the car. <laughs> so
1: My, uh, my seven year old, she has some, some very interesting views and you know, she's, She's constantly saying things or doing things that that kinda of blow me away. And it's it's not even really things that she picks up from me. It's the things that she she's not picking up from anywhere. It's just these mm-hmm. like disgusting realizations about the world that maybe like I hadn't stopped to a minute to take it, you know, to take a minute to think about it in a a long time. But, um, just some of the the stuff that comes from her is really profound. And, uh, my wife actually takes care of all the homeschooling stuff and she is totally amazing with all of that. And it very, very much suits her, her style, you know, her, her personality. Ryan gives me shit about conforming to, uh, things, definitions, uh, like the, uh, <clears throat> predictive index, but uh, just <laughs> the way that she functions and the way that she prefers to operate is is very very fitting for conducting homeschool operations here at the house. And you know, she's always getting input from me and getting my participation and everything. And she's just really really impressive. And she definitely is a big advocate uh, for homeschooling your kids. But at the same time, like we totally realize. You know, stuff like that's not an option for most people, you know, for the vast vast majority of people, they are totally unaware how they would be able to possibly make the sacrifices necessary in order to achieve that. And dude, it's not easy and it's not as expensive as you would think, but it does carry some cost to it. And it does require research. You got to make sure that you know what you're getting and, you know, what kind of curriculum you're looking at. And I would say my wife probably puts for each school year, puts between 60 and 80 hours of research into curriculum for the year just on her own. And she's amazing. Yeah, she's amazing like that. And like I said, my seven year old, she says some really profound things, but she's also really exceptional in some areas. uh, Mathematics being one of them. Uh, she's getting ready to turn eight. She's also doing fourth grade math. She has no problem thinking within algebraic concepts and like things like this are just absolutely amazing to me because it's a level of thinking that I wasn't particularly efficient at until, you know, like seventh grade and here she is seven years old and I'm just like, wow, this is awesome. (laughs) So seeing my wife make these observations and then react accordingly, to feed her in areas where she's hungry um, has really paid off really well. And I can't say enough for homeschool. I would never um, demonize anybody that, that sent their kids to public school. I would definitely encourage them to keep tabs on the shit that the public school system is teaching them and to make sure that they, oh, yeah. they are incredibly involved in their, their child's lives so that, you know, you can be there to walk the walk and show him the way.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I try to, you know, I, I try to, to take the time to answer some some of the questions that he has, um, you know, when it's regarding things like, like money and mm-hmm. uh, you, he has this obsession with, you know, dad, wouldn't it be so cool if we had all of the money in the world? Or, you know, if you could never run out of money and I'm like, yeah, you know, that would be cool, but uh, that's not how the economy works, bud, and here's why. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, how that to, is how to precisely
1: things. how the economy works, actually, son. <laughs> <laughs> OK,
0: well, okay that's, that's
1: the problem. <laughs> no, no. But that is that is perfect because the the economy in itself functions, you know, at the level that a child thinks that it should function like we just print as right. much money as we need. And, um, yeah. you know, I've in our household, we've been presented with that concept. Uh, recently, just as far as like talking about scarcity and the the value of things. And, Mm -hmm. uh, my seven year old, she's got a pretty decent grasp on the fact that money is essentially worthless. Um, she knows that the paper money that you have, like it can get you things and that she sees it as like a tool, but she also realizes like that most money is on a computer somewhere that it doesn't even exist. And that just kind of like blows her mind. She's like, well, then how do people have this money if there's not (laughs) actually any money? And I'm like, yes, yes, (laughs) absolutely. So, you know, Keep (laughs) keep, keep digging, but, you know, stuff like that, you know, it's always really impressive and it's, it's always really fun. But, um, I think that, you know, just so long as you're, you're really involved in your, your child's life, not overly involved but really involved in your child's life, you can definitely help guide them through that. And Ryan and I are perfect examples of publicly educated adults who didn't come out thinking that government is the answer to every single problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We're, um, that's, it's a rare thought, uh, amongst, uh, folks like us, you know, that have been to public school. It's, it's hard to break through that, uh, that wall, Um, That's built up after so many years of uh, indoctrination, you know, as you put it. So,
2: not just indoctrination, Uh, but compliance.
0: mm, Like,
2: I remember, like, in high school, remembering, like, looking at the rules that were for my high school's, like, rules. And I was like, but a lot of these go against what the Constitution says. Mm -hmm. And being told, well, that's because you're not, like, really a person yet. You're just, like, a kid. So it's different. So right. like yeah, and we we're all like, I guess that makes sense because we were kids. <laughs> yeah.
1: The truth of the matter is, your property and your registered yeah. property with a social security number and we will catalog and log you here while you're here and keep tabs on you. Yeah, absolutely, dude.
0: Mm -hmm. that's yeah that's a that's a i never really considered that but yeah i mean they they tell you here's the constitution here's all these rights that you have and then they immediately set the precedent for those rights to not exist Mm -hmm. they say well you have these rights but not when you're here and then you step into the real world and it's the same thing you have these rights but you know yeah yeah so that's that's i never thought about that Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to Break the State Podcast episode two. Be sure to check out episode three for the second half of my conversation with Jay and Ryan, where we discuss COVID masks and the ongoing protests over police brutality. And if you're looking for liberty-themed clothing, stickers, patches, and more, I highly recommend heading over to Jay's website, antistate.net. That's A-N-T-I-S-T-A-T-E.net. net. And don't forget to follow Jay and Ryan over on Instagram at antistate and at underscore or underscore else underscore what, respectively. And if you're not already doing so, be sure to give me a follow at Break the State Podcast for all of your Liberty Meme needs, as well as news and updates regarding the podcast. You can also find me on YouTube, where new episodes of the podcast will be posted a few days after their original release dates. And finally, if you want to support this podcast, you can do so by going to anchor.fm forward slash break the state and clicking on the support button. That's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm forward slash break the state. There you can also find links to all of the sites where you can currently stream this podcast. So that's it for this episode of break the state podcast. Thank you again for tuning in and remember, Work or starve is not a capitalist invention. Peace.